to all the wounded healers, the visionaries, helpers, seekers, creatives, and heart-centered deep feelers. Welcome to the show. Prairie Visionary Soul is a weekly roundtable of love for the soul curious. Whether you're a coach or other practitioner or on your own path to healing, with real conversations about everything from mysticism to mindset, from our bodies to spirituality, from relationships, family and career, to connecting with our intuition and navigating tricky identity shifts. This is the place to come together, dig deep, laugh our asses off, heighten our self-awareness, and lift one another up as women, as wounded healers, as potent, courageous, visionary forces for good in our world. I'm Lisa Haddlestead, Master Coach and host of Prairie Visionary Soul, and I am so happy to get to spend this time with you today. Let's dive in. Hey, loves. Welcome to episode four of the show. Today's show is going to drop on December 22nd, 2021. So we are one day past winter solstice, just a couple days away from Christmas and a handful of days before the new year. So this feels like a great time to talk about longing, expectations, hope, and disappointment. So yesterday, um, I had invited a friend over to make some Christmas cookies and decorate them. Before Thanksgiving, I found this great cookie cutter that was a cat butt. (laughs) So it looks like the backside of a cat and it has a little... um, It creates in the cookie a little indentation, a star-shaped indentation that looks like a cat's butthole. (laughs) Um, So me, and decided that it would make great Christmas cookies, kind of cheeky, ironic, sarcastic Christmas cookies. And my friend loves cats, just like I do, so she agreed with me. We decided to get together and make these cat butt cookies and then decorate them. And it's so funny because we were looking forward to this day. And I think both of us, she's, um, she was a photo stylist for years for corporations like West Elm and Target and kind of in her own little circle of fame in that arena. And I'm also very visual and kind of a perfectionist. So I think we both started our day with this perfectionist fantasy of these beautifully decorated cat butt cookies that then we would then take amazing photos of and get the pleasure of posting them on (laughs) Instagram or whatever. So we made the cookies and they turned out beautifully. The cookie cutter did its job. But when it came time to decorate the cookies, they were, we, (laughs) it was horrible. Neither of us are good cookie decorators. And we found that it was really hard, no matter what we tried to decorate the cookies in a way where, um, the finished product was clear. In other words, like, we couldn't decorate them in a way that you could tell that they were cat butts. They looked like various other things. They were, oh my God, they were so ugly, you all. 
They were so ugly. And we kept trying and trying and trying and nothing worked. Um, I will post a photo on Instagram if you want to check out some of our end results. But let's just say that both of us were wishing that we had small children so that um, we could blame the results on them because they really looked like a four-year-old had done them. And I think, I, I don't know, maybe there's a way we could have done it that um, was better. I, I don't know what that would look like. We should have just left them plain. But the point is, we were both so looking forward to this. We both had these really um, elevated expectations of what the end result would be. And we were both really disappointed. And after she left, we, we still had fun and we laughed a lot. But after she left, it brought to mind a lot of Christmases past in my life in which I, I longed for it. I anticipated it. I had all these hopes and expectations and then afterward was disappointed. Um you know, from the time I was a kid, I remember once, I think I was about 10 and my brother would have been eight and my parents had to run somewhere. This was back in the 70s. Things were a little bit different um, or maybe not. But anyway, our parents left us at home um, with all these admonishments and they weren't expecting to be gone more than a, I think it was like probably around a half an hour. And in that half an hour, it was around Christmas, my brother and I opened up every package under the tree that had our name on it. Um, and there were the usual socks and clothes, bleh, and a couple of toys. And then we very carefully and meticulously rewrapped them in a way that, you know, so our parents wouldn't find out that we had unwrapped it. But I remember that Christmas, the disappointment, even before we opened the gifts, because there was no expectation. We already knew what we were getting. Um, it was kind of a sad Christmas. And there was a Christmas about 10 years ago um, when Paul and I lived in this big farmhouse and I've always been a decorator and we were hosting Christmas that year for my family and I wanted it to be perfect. And I remember how hard I worked on getting the house perfectly clean and perfectly decorated and all of the shopping and all of the baking and cooking and, you know, just everything I did to make that Christmas so special, so perfect. And my family's pretty small. It's just my dad and my stepmom and um, my little brother and his family, his wife and two boys. My dad's gone now, but, you know, back then he wasn't. So everybody came over. And we had a really nice time together, but everybody came over and brought their own brains. And <laughs> I brought my brain. And so nothing was perfect. We were all ourselves. And, you know, 
subjectively, it it was a very nice Christmas, but in my head, nothing lived up to my expectations of it. And later that evening, after everyone was gone, and I think Paul went outside to do something, I remember just bawling. I mean, there I was in my house and all the dirty dishes and all the leftover food and the the boxes and the wrapping paper crumpled up on the floor. And, you know, everything just kind of looked like this big mockery <laughs> of my hopes and expectations for that day. And something inside of me felt so unfulfilled and unmet. And I just cried and cried and cried. (laughs) So this was before I really, um, before I became a coach, definitely. And before I had understood that we can think, we can we can set our mindset, be mindful about how we're thinking um, in a way that can manage our feelings. So I know retrospectively that I could have fully enjoyed that day so much more simply by managing my mind and really just being mindful and taking things in in a way that everything is good, everything is wonderful, this is great. You know, every single moment of that day could have been transformed by my own thinking. And I would have felt probably a lot differently at the end of that day. You know, it would have been an entirely different experience, even though everything that actually happened, everything that was said, you know, the whole day would have been the same, but I would have experienced it differently. But I'm thinking about disappointment as an emotion that is just part of the human spectrum. And also this pattern of hope, expectation, and disappointment. And as I'm thinking about it, I wonder, I wonder if I really would want to go back and make that day different. Part of me does and part of me doesn't. You know, I coach a lot of coaches, a lot of people that have their own business And the propensity to try to avoid disappointment is so strong. Like they have these these big plans, they have these longings for success, they have longing to do something, they have all of these expectations that are forming, and then they freeze because to go ahead and do it to make these expectations into some sort of reality, they're so afraid that it won't work out the way they want it to. Um, And then they'll feel disappointment. They're so afraid of feeling that disappointment that they don't even move forward. And I can totally identify with that. If you're listening, um, as you're listening, you, you probably can too. We really 
seem to be afraid of disappointment and want to avoid it. And so we don't, um, we don't take action. And then on the other spectrum, we often go into something with these, um, you know, quote unquote, unrealistic expectations of perfection, right? We go into things with this perfectionistic mindset and then inevitably end up feeling disappointment on the other end, um, which is why I told you the cookie story and my Christmas story. So I, I just find that fascinating, how we try to avoid disappointment and also how we set ourselves up to feel disappointment through perfectionism. And disappointment is, it's a feeling. It's part of our human experience. No matter how much we try to avoid it, we are going to feel it from time to time. And I think sometimes with mindset work, with thought work, we get this idea that, oh, if only I were more mindful of our, my thoughts, I would never feel this. And then when I do feel it, when I do feel disappoint, disappointment, um, you know, we tend to blame ourselves or we, we beat ourselves up for not managing our minds better. So this has been a little bit of a ramble on this. Um, I'm trying to put it all together in my head, but contemplating these expectations, this longing, this hope, and then disappointment reminded me of something I read in a book by an author named Tokopa Turner, and the book is called Belonging. Remembering Ourselves Home. It's a beautiful book. Um, I'll mention it in the show notes. And she has a little segment on disappointment that I want to um, read from for you. So here goes. Like anger, disappointment has a way of becoming overgrown. Without our attention and intervention, it can spread a drabness across the whole of one's life. Ironically, we may even find ourselves swearing off hope, expecting things to go wrong as a way of outsmarting disappointment. But that letdown feeling from things falling short of their promise can be a good fire. Inside the failure of the situation burns our longing for something better. Disappointment says, I expect more. There is often a hidden falseness that reveals itself in disappointment. Like disillusionment, our tinted view of a thing comes into sharper focus. We realize that something was not up to meeting us well, or sometimes it is us who is not fully up to the meeting. Mm, I love that. Disappointment, just like every emotion that we as humans feel, has a purpose. I always talk about our feelings, what we feel in our body as a compass. And 
I talk about our body with those feelings as kind of a magic wand. And the, the compass and the wand are there to kind of point us to our, um, to our true north, to our own truth, really. Disappointment is a part of that. And I think what I also want to say is that our human path is to conceive of a dream, to hope, to long for it, to expect it, and hopefully move toward it. That's where the vitality of life is. Um, I have a very vivid, vital imagination, and it compels me to move towards something that feels bigger than me. It's such a beautiful thing. And sometimes, as in the case of the cat butt cookies, I fall short <laughs> of what my expectations are. And maybe I expected too much to begin with, but so what? So what? Right? Like it's, I, I really want to get across this, this juiciness, this beauty of life where we get to let ourselves have the expectations we want. We get to move toward them. We get to have the fulfillment of expectations met and the disappointment of expectations when we fall short. And isn't that a beautiful thing either way? We're human. We get to have all of this. And I think this season brings all of this up um, in such a beautiful way for us, whether or not um, we celebrate the traditional, you know, Christmas or anything like that. And there's also the new year, which kind of signals a, a, an opportunity to start fresh, to start that cycle of hoping and dreaming and setting expectations all over again. So we can experience all of these feelings, the anticipation, the hope, the um, Mm, I can't think of the emotion I'm I'm wanting to access here, but I'll just use the word expectation again of something better for ourselves and also the opportunities to feel disappointment, to let that come into our lives and never lose hope, never lose that beautiful human quality of daring to hope and daring to expect again and again, and again. I think that's so beautiful. So lovely people, may the days between now and the new year be filled for you with love, with hope, with expectation, with longing, with disappointment, with perseverance, with the courage to keep hoping, keep expecting, Keep moving toward what you want. In other words, life, human life. I love you all, and I'll see you again next week. Bye.
You've been listening to the Prairie Visionary Soul Podcast with Lisa Haddlestead. I'd love to hear about anything that resonates with you from today's or any past show. Join me on Instagram at Lisa underscore Haddlestead to be part of the community conversation or visit me at lisahaddlestead.com to learn more and sign up for my email updates.